When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Games don't get bigger than a home final for the Warriors. It's been a long time coming. 2008, we know, the last time this happened. And a man who was part of that run then and a part of virtually everything this club did from 2005 all the way through to 2018, no one has spent more minutes out in the field for the club or bled as much or put his body on the line uh, more than the captain for years and one of the most iconic Warriors, the only 300-gamer for the Warriors and Simon Mannering. Really grateful for your time, Simon. Uh, how how are you finding this run from the Warriors this year? It's pretty amazing to watch from where we are. Hey, Sammy. Yeah, it's, um, it has been good to watch. I haven't really followed the footy too closely um, since finishing playing. For no other reason than probably needed a break from it and had other things going on. And uh, The start of the season, my oldest boy said, hey, Dad, can we start watching the Warriors, following the Warriors for the year? And, um, yeah, good year to start. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they've been playing some really good footy and really enjoyed watching them. Um, so as a young fella, so, yeah, it's great to see them um, get some rewards in a, a home playoff game and hopefully, um, you know, good, good things will come from Saturday. And it, you mentioned what a year for your young fella, smart lad to get involved. Now, it, it is a, uh, a, a special kind of season. I mean, I, I think we all had hopes of the Warriors lifting the game from last year and respectfully the year before there was, wasn't a lot of other avenues to go then up but have, you've been around footy sides you know that you know fortunes can change are you surprised how much has changed so quickly? Um, it is a quick turnaround yeah it is from I guess what happened previous seasons oh, I didn't follow that close but obviously it was across it um, and I think you know, I guess going into the start of the year, the expectation wasn't really there. I don't know if it's been there before. I think that always worked well for the club. New coach, you know, quite a new squad. And with the squad, they'd sign guys that I thought were great signings. It's easier to say now because they've gone well. But guys that are just tough, um, experienced first graders, and then some up-and-coming guys, and then... Yeah, the, the best signing of all has been um, Andrew Webster, a guy who's applied his trade for in coaching. I can't remember how many years he's been coaching, though, from lower grades through to now, but obviously done a fair um, education through the game. And um, he's got his first head coach job, and you know what he's done so far has been great. Um, I'm sure there's, he, he's, a, he's the type of bloke that will want this to be for years to come so it's probably just the start for him but a great start for him um, at the club Now you have experienced a home final and it remains for me one of the most extraordinary games of any sport I've ever been at the way the crowd uh, reacted and the, obviously the uh, the the Ruben Wiki Sia Soliola moment was pretty uh, memorable and, and, and changed the, the tide of a game to a degree as well what are your memories from uh, from that great run and that chance to be able to take a game of that magnitude in front of the Mount Smart faithful? 
Yeah, it was back when the um, playoff system was that, the old one and mm. we'd just gone over to Melbourne as the eighth place team. They were the minor premiers and we beat them at home, which is the first time that had ever happened. And then somehow, yeah, we got a home semi from that. And I just remember coming back, um, training all week, and there was just a, um, I wouldn't say, it wasn't overconfidence, but it was a belief. And um, even in the game, I remember the first half we were down. And at halftime, everyone was just real calm. Ivan was calm. The team was calm. It was like we just knew what we needed to do and that we could do it. And that's not being overconfident or arrogant, but um, there's just a belief there. And we come out in the second half and and won the game. I, you have to remind me of the final score, but I don't think it was that close in the end. And, nah, yeah, it was a full crowd. 30 to 13 in the end it was, Simon. 30 to 13, yeah. Um, and it was, a, it was a, they called for a blackout. And yeah, it was pretty special. There's been a, you know, I haven't played in front of too many bigger crowds that aren't smart than that. And, that's definitely one you remember. It was a huge year for league as well because if we cast our minds back to 2008, of course, that was the year that the Kiwis that you were a part of became world champions. So it, it, getting the game sweeping to that level, it, it was monumental uh, for rugby league in this country. And did you feel that kind of wave after the, the World Cup? Because a lot of expectation, of course, comes after you reach those heights. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I guess we... we as the Warriors, you know, got back when we played playoffs the year before, bombed out consecutive weeks or first week, and then, um, you know, got through to the major semi in 08 and lost to Manly, who were red hot, and I think they went on to win grand final. And then you had a chance with the Kiwis, then we won the World Cup. Yeah, and um, there was a buzz, and I still hear people today telling me they remember where they were the night the Kiwis won the World Cup in 08 and how good it was. I feel like after that, it was never really um, taken advantage of in the sense of um, growing the game. I remember we had a sort of a, a World Cup um, celebration with the Kiwi fans as well because they'd won, but it was like something months, weird, like two or three, two or three months, months after, months and, and it was just later, like, yep. it was like an afterthought, and really missed the boat there and, you know, bringing us back to New Zealand and then, you know, growing the junior ranks and all that. Um, yeah, it was, you know, when you isolate it now, we, we did that, but then I, I think 09 was pretty lean with the Kiwis and then 10 we did something. But, yeah, it was a bit sporadic. But anyway, it, um, it was awesome to be part of and, and the response you get from the country when the Kiwis or the Warriors are doing well, and that's what's happening this year with this Warriors side. I don't think there's been as much buzz as there has been this year around the Warriors with the up the wires and, and all this, um, the amount of sellouts they have had already in the regular season. And um, I think and I think it's down to, you know, the way they're doing it. It's not... I, don't, I can't remember a game this year where they've had a score put on them and they've played poorly in one games and that's just through toughness and people um, respond to that and we're proud of that and in saying all that I feel like this this is only a start and it needs to only be the start in the sense this has got to be us for years to come and once you start getting that then you know heaps more stuff's going to come for the game in the country it's um, such a 
little part of New Zealand sport at the minute, but you get this pinnacle of the Warriors and the Kiwis succeeding. Young kids start aspiring and they're putting pressure on mum and dad. I want to play the game. And then obviously NZRL Warriors have got to put in pathways for them to have an opportunity to do that. But it's when you start getting some real success at a high level and you've got your juniors coming through. No, you got to cash in. And you mentioned that this is going to be just the start. And we'll talk about the Newcastle game in just a second. But just on that... Of the team that's taking the field, as we understand it right now, for uh, the Warriors, as far as I can see, I, I believe it's only uh, Bailey Serenin won't be there next year. So that kind of consistency, and of course Roger Tui-Varsicek, um, Chanel uh, Harris-Tavita Harris uh, come back in as well. It's a stronger squad next year, and a, and a consistent squad as well, Simon. I mean, you've, you've, mm-hmm. you've played with the Warriors, have had, uh, you see people come and go quite frequently. That's almost as settled as I can imagine a Warriors squad ever being. Yeah, you look at the top, consistently top teams, you know, you have Penrith, Melbourne. Their turnover each year is minimal, and Penrith are losing players now purely because of their success, you know, players getting off with more and whatnot. Um, but yeah, you, 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 if you're having those little changes each year and you're keeping a group together, that's your best chance to build, you know, what Penrith are doing at the minute, what Melbourne have done for years, your coaching staff. Staff is consistent. I don't know what the longest reign for a Warriors coach has been, but it wouldn't be very long at all compared to you know your Bellamy's, Wayne Bennett, um, Trent Robinson, Ivan at Penrith. It's um, it's such a bigger picture than you know having one good year and expecting it to happen again next year. You got to keep consistencies on and off the field, but then also don't just cut and paste what you did the year before because the game continues to grow and everyone's improving and whatnot. There's got to be areas where you've got to be better and you've got to look at those areas, whether there's three or four or ten, you just got to um, see what you're not, you know, be happy with what you're doing well but then concentrate on what you need to be better at and um, hopefully this can be something where they continue to build and working towards a, a premiership. I don't think it's an overnight thing and if the Warriors can achieve it this year, that's awesome. But, you know, he's hoping that that premiership can be achieved through a number of years of being in the finals. Yeah, Simon, uh, the loss against the Panthers, obviously, you know, I don't think that's a barometer of whether a team's going good at the moment. The Panthers are astonishing. But for a lot of players, uh, I think certainly like the guys like Rocco Berry, uh, Adam Pompey, um, some of those uh, young Fords as well, first taste of finals footy, they'll be better for it for this occasion. It is a step up. Hundred percent, and you sort of um, with what they've done this year and those young guys coming through, they're actually um, coming accustomed to winning. Like that's what they're doing. Whereas, you know, in those lean years, they had lots of juniors coming through, and it was when the the that NRL team was really struggling, and they actually, you know, had a habit of losing. That's what they were. That's just what they were used to, and that's what they came into. But now, with this year, the young guys coming through. You mentioned, you know, Rocco Berry's been great in the centres. They're creating habits of winning, winning habits. And um, that will filter on to the next group if they can continue this consistency on the field. And you see guys that have come to the club that are, you know, I call good first graders, but maybe haven't um, quite reached the potential at other at their um, previous team. And you see them getting better. That's a good sign of obviously the environment from the coaching staff that they're actually making their players better. Um, as a whole, they're playing really good as a team. So, 
yeah, who knows what can come of it this Saturday, but it's definitely a great opportunity for the club. Now, uh, can't have a chat about this without talking about Sean Johnson. He'd be what, one of the uh, the few players um, that you would play with, a few at test level, obviously like Tohu um, you would have had some time with, but as far as your playing days, wouldn't be many left besides uh, Sean Johnson. Uh, you got to give him the medal with your name on it uh, the other week. Uh, how can If he isn't able to complete a game if, or even start, we'll see how it goes after the captain's run. Can the Warriors win without him? For sure, and I think they've won without him this year before. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just they throwing have. a dart there. <laughs> they have, yeah. <laughs> um, look, at, like any team, you take um, Nathan Cleary out of Penrith, you take Adam Reynolds out of Brisbane. The team's not going to be um, probably at, at their best without them, but they still um, are able to you know, win games. And you might have to change a few things in your game plan or whatnot, but you know, Sean's had a great year and been playing really well. And, you know, to be honest, and he'll say it as well, it's off the back of just playing some tough footy. His defence is the best it's ever been. His game management's been the best it's ever been. But he'll tell you that he can't do all that without the players around him. So just because Sean's not there doesn't mean the players around him can't do a job. And just because Sean is there doesn't mean he's guaranteed to win the game. Everyone in that team needs to play their role. And if your halfback's playing well, it's because that that core group of players are doing their job. So if Sean's not there, I can't see why they they can't not win the game. Uh, the uh, life after footy for you, how's it going? Are you enjoying? Uh, you put your body through the ringer, Simon. At, like something was towards the back in your career, training was was wasn't optional. You just sometimes physically couldn't get back up to save yourself for the game, much like we've seen with Torhu Harris. How is life for you now, mate, down in beautiful Nelson? You enjoying yourself? Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty good. I'm pretty lucky to um, leave the game on my own terms and definitely was ready to retire and didn't, wasn't forced into retirement. And, yeah, I struggled, I guess, towards the end physically and, and you yeah, know, probably mentally as well. So, I think it's a long career and a pretty demanding career, but stepped into... Uh, Civilian's life, I almost call it, because it's such a different world to professional footy. And, yeah, settled down in Nelson, close to family, and a couple of boys that are getting on a bit older now and keeping Dad on his toes. And, yeah, it's a slower pace, but, um, yeah, one I've definitely grown accustomed to and um, enjoying, yeah, doing a bit of uh, building with my brother-in-law and learning a trade there, so it's, that's also um, good for me to learn some new skills outside of what I'm used to. And yeah, pretty lucky. Really about to have around the golf and have a few beers, so can't complain about that. <laughs> yeah, terrible life you're living, Simon. I feel terrible for you, mate. But listen, uh, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for your time. I know you're going to love uh, watching the game with your young fella in the weekend. Uh, let's hope it's uh, getting the Warriors through to a, a, a week away from the grand final. What a run it's been, and we're not ready for it to finish. Appreciate your time, mate. No worries, Sammy. Thanks, mate.